Like I don't even I don't know I I I don't even know who I'm supposed to be like embarrassed about anymore. Like Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creatively Titled Podcast, brought to you ass over at A2ZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. You're tarnished and filthy, Jack. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who's a dirty old imposter. It's Mark. Hello, gentlemen. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And this week, we went with a Mark pick. Woo. We went with an animated film. We went with a 90s film. We watched 1997's Blue Perfect. Nope. Mark, interesting. Back Perfect Blue. Every Mother week. Fuck. How, it's so hard. That one's not even that hard, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow, you have every week, dude. I don't... I don't I'm not, this blue things perfect. aren't going great the, for me these the days. The Blue Perfect... <laughs> My brain is not in a good place, boys. Okay, we watched 1997's Perfect Blue, which was a mark pick. And hey, we've got a Patreon right now, but we are not where your money should be going. Uh, So for that reason, we are currently donating all of our Patreon proceeds to Feeding America. So if you are interested in checking out the bonus content we have over there, you can know your money is going to a more worthy place. Alternatively, if you can, please consider donating to a worthy cause. We continue to use blacklivesmatters.carrd.co as a good place to find links uh, where you can donate and have your money go to some good. But if you need a little escapism for right now, and God knows I do, uh, you can hopefully have some fun with horror in us for the next little bit so boys now it's time to do the getting drunk part so let's go let's do beers for fears hey jake hey jack you throw me off what every yeah man i I tell you what i can't even predict what i'm gonna say so you should totally not be so scary to me i like living in that world where the end of your sentence is just as surprising as the beginning of your sentence (laughs) absolutely we're there this week we're there yeah jake what are your beers for the 1997 film perfect blue uh beer i have a i'm going with one well multiple of one kind of beer this week um i picked up this is not my favorite that i've ever done you guys i went with an oscar (laughs) blues beer uh it's (laughs) it's it's a can of bliss hazy version and my logic there was threefold really i mean oscar blues can of bliss is like look you have a character here that's trying to further her career uh seek out that bliss and then finally things get a little hazy you know? Okay. Let there me you ask go. you this, Jake. I've always wondered this. This doesn't be part decision. of your beer selection, but it's a question about the beer itself. Yeah. Does it have any... Is it trying to invoke cannabis at all? Oh, cannabis? Yeah. Um, is there any I'm, connection? Do they call it dank anywhere on the can? Interestingly enough, the new version, we haven't gotten it yet, is I think just called dank. I was just talking to one of our friends who lives about so, five feet from Oscar Blues about it yesterday. Yeah, it's pretty clearly a, a cannabis. Reference. Well, but it's okay. can hyphen o hyphen bliss, so it go. I, I never thought of it, but potentially, I don't know. It's Colorado brewery, whatever. The fact so that you're the new one is more of a dank. will of the wisp type of thing that they're going for. It, uh, potentially, <laughs> like can of the bliss, will of the wisp, can yeah. of the bliss. Historically Scottish brewery, <laughs> oh Oscar <God>. Blues. <laughs> okay, Mark, what are your beers for these fears? I mean, for as loose as most of those things were, I do have to. I, I'm gonna also hop on the the haze bandwagon. Um, I am drinking a Firestone Walker Mind Haze IPA. This is one that we um, have kind of fit into a lot of psychological thrillers before, but I do think I do think that this is close to a perfect beer for this movie. Uh, in so far as the mind, like this is very much in the mind of Mima, 
and how hazy it is dancing in between what yeah. is reality and what is not this reality. would have been Mark, a good week for another one we typically do which is head full of dynamite it would have been mark yeah. i would be legitimately shocked if that wasn't also your beer selection for the black swan and we will get into that connection here in holy a little bit f- i can go back um, and look holy fuck <laughs> <laughs> but either way, um, not a bad choice. I actually avoided the the haze trap this week. I didn't just go straight to it's haze. Trap. Did, you, it's a great I, did you do what I thought about doing? Did you do what I thought about doing? I don't know. Can you recognize this can? Nope, Jake? you didn't do what I thought about doing. What is that? Uh, I'm drinking a beer from the Paradox Brewing Company in Divide, Colorado, Okay, which I don't think I've had before. I'm drinking a deduplication, unfiltered, double India pale ale. Deduplication, because that's essentially what this movie is about, is her trying to figure out if the person committing the crimes is herself or is um, is is somebody else pretending to be her, duplicating her. The, the, the antagonist is actually a copy of her. Oh, spoilers. I don't think I said spoilers uh, for this People movie. People know the drill. Um, first yeah. And look, if they haven't seen 1997's Perfect Blue anime, then, you know, what are we doing? <laughs> and and that's, they're listening to this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, We're generally against gatekeeping, but in this one specific instance, are you even a horror fan if you haven't seen this anime <laughs> movie from the late 90s? <laughs> that none of us had seen before. We should just say that right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, either way, deduplication, because that's what this movie is about. Uh, did you find that at our local grocer? I grocer? sure did, Jake. The one a block by your a block from I your see, house. What the hell, man? What the hell? You just didn't look hard enough. I, I suppose. went there looking for a particular Japanese beer. Didn't have it, and then I did. My I best. see. Um, yeah. I'll tell you this much. What were you looking beer? for? Uh, Five twenty-five a can for this some bitch came yeah. in four packs that cost like seventeen. Well, bucks. that's like a nine percent beer, isn't it, for a sixteen-ounce can? Eight. Hmm. Well, I was on. I was on the lookout for a Shime Blue. And uh, the only one I could find was $19.98. And I was like, but, but you found it? I don't really even like <laughs> Belgians that much. <laughs> I'm not going to do this. You found nice. it, though? I would have considered that, too. But I. Uh, yeah, we typically actually have a pretty good selection of Trappist beers in, okay. in Utah. Okay. I was just going reason. to go with like a Japanese. I was going to go with like a Nest beer, but they didn't have Sapporo. any of the Chinos. So, yeah. oh, well. All right, boys. Well, not a bad job there, but drinking beer and watching the 1997 film Perfect Blue isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week in the horror world, uh, except for in my case, which it is. Uh, we might have also experienced some other shit, so it's time for us to talk about what else has been rocking our horror world, starting, of course, with paying up on lost beers for fears bets. So let's cue that sound effect. Mm, beer. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. What an idiot! You suck, you duck-ass! Jake! Hi, I'm Jack. cutting directly to you because you told me off mic that you have one to talk about I, here, and I do not, so let's I start do. with you. I'm surprised we aren't <laughs> even keeping up with the joke that it's only been three or four days or whatever like last week. Did we just beat it into the ground so much that we have to stop? Yeah, it's not fun for me anymore because now I'm actually so far behind, and you pointed it out to me a bunch of the chat today, so it's less fun. For and me now. cleverly, I also brought it back in. <laughs> there was nothing you could do. Yeah, just anywhere you could shame me. I have one in this category to talk about this week. This is for a, a movie. This is for host that Jack, you and I tied, lost for, and then we had a poll where we had two movies tie, so we could just choose whichever one we wanted. It was between Unfriended Two, Dark Web, and Searching. Mm-hmm. I said searching with the upward inflection because that's the one I did not choose. I chose Unfriended Dark Web, watched it this morning on the Amazon Prime. I was interested in it because it's been a really long time since I saw Unfriended. 
I thought it was okay. It seems more up the alley of an accompaniment for what host was. And I know that like you guys really liked Unfriended. Yes. I think you I've did also, too, for the record, you jerk. What he, you no, he liked it more than he was expecting to, but he is like a step below us in yeah, terms of his I, 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 I said I think it's okay. Like I would not not recommend it, but it'd be lukewarm. A movie that I will not lukewarmly recommend is Unfriended to Dark Web. Fair. Good <laughs> so, assessment. Uh, another another reason I was kind of burying the lead a little bit. Another reason why I chose to watch this is because I'm kind of I'm interested in dark web type things. Not that I would ever go peruse it, but the whole like underworld of the internet is a creepy concept, and I was interested to see what they would do with it here. Uh, this is not a spoilery section, but this is, I I would not have recommended this particular direction. Um, it involves much more like hacker type uh, nefarious activity than general what you could get into by digging around the corners of the dark web. And that is not my bag really. I, I just didn't enjoy where they went with it. It jumped the shark very, very quickly and never brought <laughs> it back, but it was still Mark- an unfriended movie. I don't know if you like the whole bit where you have different people getting fucked with while on camera, then it's there. It's just done in a very different way in this Let's movie. See. I thought How can it I was put this- poor. Without spoiling it, Mark, you made me watch some scenes from Unfriended 2 on YouTube or something after you saw it, and they were, yes, they were more supernatural than the scenes from Unfriended 1 and also looked like they could have belonged in the movie, the Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase movie, where they get sucked into the internet. You mean less supernatural, right? Because there was nothing supernatural about this movie. Yeah, I think, think Jake, uh, Jack, I think you're fully fabricating. Okay, well, I'll bleep this if I'm wrong, because then I'm just making up a movie. Did you not show me scenes where they got, like, sucked into the computer and there's something weird happening, like, with them in the screen? Are you thinking of the intro to Freakazoid? And the (laughs) animated film Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase, apparently. Mark, I swear to God you showed me these clips. That that does not happen. Absolutely not. No spoilers, but there's no getting sucked into the dark web. Okay, good. I'm glad I worked so hard to not spoil it. (laughs) It It's a great head of a spoiler. Just just to bring it back for a second, in a certain way you could say the characters are sucked into the dark web, but it's not in the way... In that which you are you speak, describing Jack at all. It what is, the hell is, am I thinking of? This is no actually clue. the one thing that I will say. I do. Tron? Okay, I'm going to continue. <laughs> I'm going to continue. I do like that they chose a different direction here where it is decidedly less supernatural. That's fine, but the execution was, it left almost everything to be desired, in my opinion. I don't recommend this movie. We can move on. Whoa! Just had my first sip of this double or deduplication, unfiltered double IPA. Holy shit, it's a lot. Like dank Oof. or what? Uh, it, I mean, it is just a hefty flavor, and it's that kind of flavor that gave me the shivers a little bit when I had that sip. Whoa, it is just a lot. So it's like Oof. it's like randomly smelling that fish stick smell. How <laughs> Jake? That, that is... common phenomenon of smelling fish sticks apropos of nothing. I told you my CTE also, is getting fired. Jake, this is a reference to something that didn't make sense when you put it in our group chat earlier today. <laughs> that only the two of us have access to. I mean, it to. was a phantom smell. It wasn't supposed to make sense to me either, to be clear. Were you having a stroke? Probably. Are you still having a stroke? Because time <laughs> is tissue. Maybe. I don't know. I don't smell anything weird. It's fine. Okay. Well, uh, there we go. Uh, Mark, do you have anything to pay up on? I do not. Um, I'll well play the sound effect, and then I'll I'll have I'll say something. Let's cue Scatman. Scatman's world. All right, moving over into regular rocking horror worlds. Uh, I this is hey look, I've been doing pretty well. It's the first time for a while I've had I have nothing to talk. I will about give you in that. Regular rocking. Horror I will worlds. give you that. Um, yeah. and, oh, well, wait, hold and, on, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm going to make a quick exception here. Jack, how's yeah. uh, Lovecraft Country going? 
Thank you. I was just going to say that. Oh, Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country is getting better and better. I don't like all the individual episodes as much as I liked that first one, but each one is like, it's kind of like an anthology show in terms of the kind of things it's doing and what happens in every episode. It's just like absolutely buck wild. Uh, and I love that. They are going out there and just diving deep into a different thing every single week. And it's really fun. Uh, remains a great show. Sweet. I will jump on when we get a little bit closer so that I don't have to wait weekly for episodes to watch. Yeah, you did text me and say, uh, how far are we into Lovecraft Country? Turns out halfway. I'm waiting to. I'm going to wait until I saw a banner at Fort and I was like, I do really still want to watch that, but... This is going to so unsatisfying with... to like burn through the first six mm-hmm. episodes and they're like, oh, now I have to watch one a week. Oh, Aww. yeah. And I got to tell you, this show more than almost any other at the end of every episode, I'm like, what the fuck? Where I is the next episode? I want it right I now. I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> it's going to stack oh, up with God. Haunting of Bly Manor is the issue. <laughs> yeah, that's busy true. October. That's true. They released the trailer for Bly Manor. I'm so fucking excited for that shit. Yeah, we will be talking about that next week, maybe? Next week. Yeah, yeah. definitely next week. So. So that's all I got. Jake, what about you? Yeah, I have one other movie you guys will recall from August. I think it was August. Yeah, August. Uh, there was Maybe. a movie that came out that month. It is August, Jack. Yep, it was. There was a movie that came out that month it. called Uncle Peckerhead. And nice. I, yes. And I watched Uncle Peckerhead. Awesome. Let me tell you about <laughs> you Uncle Peckerhead. You are a hero, sir. I left this movie feeling a little disappointed, and I still liked it. Does that make okay. sense? Yes, Here's it does. the deal with Uncle Peckerhead. Barely. I think that it was full of heart, like the intention was there, and I think that they executed it mostly well. My problems with the movie were in the pacing department. This movie basically started, it was like 75% of the movie was almost all kind of a little bit over the top humor that almost felt like sketch comedy with spurts of splattery horror. And then that sounds it kinda, awesome. And then things took a, a they turned darker and more horrific at the end. Um I think that this is a recommendable movie to a lot of people. This is one that I got the lovely fiance to watch with me, if you can believe that. And she was mostly interested in it. Um I think she actually was surprised by the quote unquote lack of traditional horror elements to it. Don't get me wrong, it was there, but it was there in the way that the trailer led on that it would be. It's over the top, it's bloody, it's a good time, it's punk rock, and I think that it did it in a way that was mostly good, but it was a little too slow for me on that horror throttle for most of its runtime for me to be totally infatuated with. You know what, that's interesting, because like, that's kind of matches with my expectations of it based on the Twitter reactions I've been sure. seeing, which are like absolute in love with it from the like horror hipster people and intellectual people on it and not much else beyond them yeah kind of checks out yeah i and this like just to put a little bit of a button on the kind of humor you're getting into here um an example of this is like you have the band and they're in the van with with uncle peckerhead or they call him peck in the movie and they're arguing over like whose mixtape to put in and you get like the exaggerated like someone puts the tape in someone takes the tape out someone puts their tape in someone takes the tape out and like they're putting in a tape and taking it out and it's like a different color when it goes in and then gets taken out it's like green and they hit eject and it's pink <laughs> it's like absurdism but not yeah. crazy over the top so sure. if you like that kind of humor then yeah i think this is up your up your alley but you if- have to like that kind of humor because there's a lot of it 
if plastic tapes changing color is what tickles your fancy, then boy, do we have a movie for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jake, how did you watch this? This was also an Amazon Prime rental. Okay. It's like four bucks. Yeah. It's right there. No, absolutely. I I recommend it. It's just, it's not, it's not out and out horror. All right, pretty solid. Mark, what about you? What you got? Uh, First and foremost, Mother Nature is what's been rocking my horror world for the last week or so. We're past it now. But um, at the beginning of last week, (laughs) Utah experienced whatever you want to call it, a haboob, a chinook, a A derecho. A a samoom, Mark, a samoom. A chinook. It is a salmon. Chinook Chinook is the actual correct term for the thing that we had. No, it was Um, a haboob. No. Oh, my God. No. A Chinook is a type of, I think they're salmon. called Foen winds, Hoen winds, something like that. They're downslope winds caused by a differential in pressure that's held behind like a, a mountain. Anyways, we had one of those, and it generated Category 3 hurricane force winds in fucking Salt Lake City, and it blew over a shitload of power lines, and I was without power for three days. And other people in the city were without power for like five or more days. And your fence. Also, our fence fell over. So I, very... I became very well acquainted with our neighbors. Um, Yikes. but the, the punchline there is that I couldn't watch horror movies for a couple days because we didn't have power or internet. <laughs> uh, so that part kind of <laughs> sucked. But, um, as a result of that, I, I really only had time to, I also had to hang our fence back up. So that's how I spent most of hang my Hang it. No wonder it blew down. <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> we put the posts. I mean, you hang the fence on the, like, we did it's it back. It's a joke, Mark. It's a joke. <laughs> Some of us are handy, Jake. Okay. Um, I throw money at the problem, you know? <laughs> Uh, But in my spare time, I was able to revisit uh, my number one most anticipated movie for the month of September, which was Babysitter Killer Queen. The other one that I really want to get to is I'm thinking of ending things. That one's a little bit longer, and we haven't had two two hours to spare. It's 2.15. That's what I set out to watch, and I ended up watching Packerhead. Yeah. Um, But Babysitter Killer Queen is on Netflix, very low uh, barrier to entry, and I mean, so is thinking of ending things. But... um, it's also the one that I picked number one overall for the month, so I figured I should probably give this a go. Now, this Mark, is... how long did it take them? How long did it take for them to use the Queen song? Almost the entire movie. Nice, nice. but they okay, but they did use it. <laughs> Obviously, they did use it. Dynamite with a laser beam comes in. Uh, yeah, very very late in the movie. Uh, that said, <laughs> this uh, th- it's exactly what I was expecting, which is good, but. Kind of the opposite, almost, of Peckerhead. It's exactly what I was expecting, but I and also... You liked it, more. It, it left me down a little bit. Oh, uh, that's what I said. Oh, yeah. well, okay. Then it's okay, exactly so the, same the exact as same movie. Perfect. Yep, there you go. So this Love is exactly it. the same as Peckerhead. This is the... They went a weird direction with it. The first one was this sort of, like, splat stick slasher thing, very horror-focused. The second one is an exceptionally joke-dense, like fantastical high school movie about going to parties with jocks and stuff. And then, I mean, halfway through the movie, it turns into a babysitter movie. Mm -hmm. So the biggest problem this thing has is it just lacks focus for the most part. It's, it's kind of like watching a family guy movie. I'm exaggerating (laughs) there only slightly, but there's so many fucking cutaways to like visual gags. And obviously like, they do this in the first one too, but the ridiculous over the top violence of how they dispatch the killers it comes back in spades here. And sure. a lot of times that is played up very well, but also is, I mean, it's 
for it's so it blends in so well with the other jokes that the movie is telling that it sort of just is in the background. Whereas in the first movie, it was way more like of a punchline when it happened. Now it's just like another thing that is also there. Um, so in that in that sense, I think it kind of lost the focus of what the original movie had. Um, that said, it's still quite fun. Um, I enjoyed watching it. It's uh, slightly over ninety minutes of relatively well-written humor uh ken marino plays um i guess he was he was in the first movie too he just had a smaller role but he plays cole's dad and he actually has a pretty sizable arc in this movie and he plays it alongside uh chris wilde who's a little bit less known name as i had to look him up i didn't know his name off the top of my head but he does look a little bit familiar and their comedic interplay is wonderful i love ken marino that guy has great he's so fucking funny (laughs) so funny that's an rdd come on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a Ron Donald do and a Ron Donald don't. <laughs> what? No, don't do that. Now it's five Ps. No, I already have four Ps. That's an RDD. That's a Ron Donald do? No, a Ron Donald don't. Um, so yeah, I had fun watching it, but it does not live up to the quality of the original movie that I loved quite a bit. You know, there, that's not surprising, right? Like th- that was a movie that did not necessarily need a sequel. Not even not 100%. necessarily. Now, I was surprised to see a sequel. Now, here's what's interesting about it. I don't know. I, I, If I were a betting man, I would say there will be at least a Babysitter 3 and a Babysitter 4 and 5 and 6. Um, because <laughs> really? now Netflix is doing this for all their stuff, so I don't know if this is really a smoking gun or anything. But they do list this as in the, air quotes, Babysitter Burst. collection. Uh, where they just have all the babysitter movies. Right now, there are just two there listed at the bottom. But what is slightly more of a smoking gun is they basically straight up tell you uh, right near the beginning of the horror part of the movie, uh, they're allowed to return every two years per the contract that they signed with the devil or whatever. I see. (laughs) Yeah, So they're just like, so we're just going to do this again in two years. There's going to be one thing they won't. Babysitter 3, it's fine. Yeah. One thing they won't be able to keep up, which I liked from seeing the trailer, was the continuation. I don't know the actor's name, the kid, but I liked how he was, the age that he was in the original movie, he is noticeably older now. Yeah, he's correctly cool. aged from Yeah, the and that's one. not going to be able to continue, so they're going to have to do some other shit, which is they, they could to- What are you talking about? No, he could just be in college yeah, that, for the next one. Yeah, it'd be much harder for them what? to do the other what? thing. Not What happens at Babysitter 6? He's just like this 35-year-old man. Yes, like, who has a has kid kids. and hires that, a babysitter. Okay, no, no, no. We're gonna You follow the traditional, like, I think it's Cult of Chucky, follow, not Cult of Chucky, the Chucky movies follow this thing, where it's like mm-hmm. the same kid for the first three, and then they age out, and he goes off and becomes like the conspiracy theory podcast host there you uh, go Boom, occasionally that's the has, like, bit parts yeah. and then it transfers to like a new to young a new star kid. yeah yeah but you could also fine. do like a girl meets world thing where that the, the, now he has kids of his own but he's not and he's mr feeney's the principal his, like 20s depression era and they aren't gonna want that they aren't gonna want to include him during that babysitter Maybe five is gonna be like a real dark like uh reflection on loss and, and grief it's fine we're <laughs> whatever dude we're, the world is not gonna exist for babysitter three it's fine <laughs> Uh, his his name is Judah Lewis, by the way, just to throw mm. that out there. And he does nice. do a good job. I like him. He's a good leading man. Cool. All right. I like it. Mark, what else you got? That's it. Uh, I got that and I got Chinooks. Those are the two things that have been rocking oh, my horror world. Oh, very solid. Very solid. Oh, the other thing, and I'll be talking about this next week, is um, I bought a translation of the novel on which this movie we watched today is based. So, so you're going to read a translated re- version I'm, of the novel. I'm going to try to. We'll see. Uh, isn't it also called Perfect Blue? I think so, yes. Pafakudo Baru? 
Is that right? I, that, I, don't, I mean, that's my attempt that's at saying the Japanese name, but that's a that's phonetic close. pronunciation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Nice, boys. Well, let's uh, let's get <laughs> there. We're right. talking about. Let's dive into the. We're already talking about it. <laughs> so it's like a Tom Segura stand-up special. I'm just gonna say now and then go to the next thing every time I need to change jokes. That's kind of what you do already. It's fine. Let's go to feature presentation. <laughs> Over at ADCHorror.com this week, we watched 1997's Perfect Blue. Look at that. Just absolutely nailed it. Um, and Mark, this was a uh, you pick. Uh, d- elaborate. <laughs> um, I really like this habit of picking at least one movie that is a complete blind spot. Yep. Um, I knew almost nothing about this movie. I was aware of its connection to Darren Aronofsky. And since we reviewed Black Swan earlier this year, I thought, hey, that'd be kind of fun. I was not. Um, one of my <laughs> one of my buddies at work, um, I have two horror friends at work who just constantly give me recommendations and stuff. Um, the same guy who shared his DVD with me of The Ugly, which was that New Zealand movie that I reviewed in um, for Rocking Horror Worlds in like January. It was the first movie I watched in 2020. Um, same guy who recommended this. When we did Black Swan, he was like, oh, you should check out Perfect Blue. It's the anime that is basically Black Swan. And then Aronofsky purchased the rights so that he could make it. And it's its own thing. And it's weird. And Satoshi Kone, who I'd never heard of before. Um, and okay, we vi- also haven't ever touched almost any animation. So... I yeah, that we're, we're very light on animation. We did a Nightmare Before Christmas, which is like claymation. We haven't really done animation as a proper. Fe- oh, we did Donald Duck cartoons and The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, That's that got to be dope. the only other one. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 the uh, next Mark- one I do because this has now triggered something in me that I also kind of like these horror cartoons. Uh, we might. I kind of want to pick that. I can't remember what it was called, but there was that Basque one that came out like the middle of last oh, year that looked yeah. super. Cool. Oh yeah. yeah, that looked awesome. Yeah. It so did. keep an eye out. Mark that might I- be in the next draft. I'm interested yep. in hearing more about your story while you picked it, but uh, we're going to have to get into this right. I just so, so we're clear, Darren Aronofsky did not buy the rights to this movie. He claims this movie in no way influenced uh, uh, the Black Swan. I thought he did buy the rights to it. But yeah, it was he directly the owns the, the filming rights to this movie. This but it was for the use fact. of the scene in in uh, Requiem for a Dream, was what yes. I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for he bought Requiem, it for Requiem yeah. for a Dream, and then but he still rights. maintains he maintains that this that that uh, Black Swan is not inspired by Perfect Blue. Well, that's just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> not inspired by is a drastic claim. Uh, you could yeah. say that he didn't like lift scenes from this. I guess that would be okay. Which but... also would be wrong. You could you like it'd be a lie to say it's not a direct remake of Perfect Blue, and he's going so far as to say it's in no way inspired by. Inspired by, yeah. Like that's just that's bad. PR, it's insane. Bro. It's yeah. insane. I mean, I guess it would be the first time Aronofsky said one of the stupidest things I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> oh, life. Oh, yeah, fair, ab- fair, absolutely. Fair, 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 fair. All right. All right, Mark. Well, you picked this movie, and Hopefully. you know what that means. You're going to have to hit us with a 30-second plot synopsis. 30 Billy. seconds are on the goddamn clock. You look appropriately scared. The clock's going to start when you start. Now he's going to nail it. Mima is a rising Japanese pop icon who decides to put her music career behind her to pursue a career in acting, where she is asked to do a bunch more adult stuff, loses her innocence, and starts to lose her mind. As she transitions into that uh, new career, people around her start being brutally murdered. That juxtaposed with her loss of innocence and her general mind fuckery, she doesn't know if she's the killer or if it's somebody else. Flash forward to the end, it's actually two different people. Uh, this crazy guy who's in love with her and her old like talent manager when she was a pop star who's jealous of her time. Uh, time. 
Yes, I was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> There's a lot going on in this movie. And yeah. it, 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 it includes three distinct characters having like an acute case of dissociative identity disorder. It is. <laughs> um, yeah. Can we just get to what subgenres this is this is fitting into? Yeah. Psychological. Yes. Uh, animated. That's it. Yep. Foreign. Foreign. <laughs> Those are the two. Psych- psychological foreign animated film. It's yeah. probably independent. Slasher. I don't know if this would be considered independent. I, I think Satoshi Kon is a pretty big name, but I don't know where he was in his career when he made this. So, like, I, I will not give you independent, but slasher. Uh, How yeah, dare this you, could sir. be a slasher. Kind of. I don't know what did what did we give uh, what did we give Black Swan? I want to give all the same things to that. Mm, this was more of a slasher than that one. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I guess there's only like two people that die in Black Swan. Yeah, it's, there's a body count here. It doesn't really follow the same trappings. I don't know. That that one could be on the edge. Really, what I wanted to say, though, is that this was basically impossible to follow. So, good work, Mark. <laughs> Thank you. Because of the psychological aspect. Yeah, the, I will get into that a little bit later. I'm sure we all have the same note, Look, give or take. <laughs> um, I, okay. I actually thought that was something the movie does right. So, that's a good transition point okay. into what the movie does right. I, that's where I had it, too. Okay. Yeah, because this it's not impossible to follow in a way that it's poorly written or it just jumps around too much or something like that where it doesn't make sense it's impossible to follow in a really cool way that like uses tools only animation could use Mm -hmm. to make you like really fucked up as the viewer like there's a scene where I thought I had accidentally skipped back 20 seconds where it's like the exact same scene starting again and it's just because she's lost in her own mind we are going to open up yeah, we're going to open yeah. up a treasure trove of things that it does right in association with that. The note that I had that was yours, Jack, is that it is incredibly disorienting. I felt yep. I felt disoriented for like every the entirety of the movie after the initial concert scene was just a complete fuckery. And and it's all clearly by somebody who understands the language of movie making and subverts it to fuck with you. Like they they set up the rules and the one I'm thinking of in particular is the rules of like when she's hallucinating her alternate personality, her alternate personality is semi-translucent. And then it's just like all of a sudden, sometimes it isn't semi-translucent, but also still not real. It's just like they set up the rules to lull you into these like, I think I know what's happening here, and then just absolutely fuck you with them. I think it's funny that you say that he knows the uh, language of, of film, but... I mean, he is at least part of the author of the language of film. I mean, I'm not saying he didn't have his own inspiration from people that came before him or whatever, but, like, he is a, we already said Aronofsky, but he's also a massive influence on, like, Nolan and a few other modern directors. Sure, Um, yeah. He has another movie called Paprika that very closely, there are, it's not the same plot line at all, but it's very similar to Inception in a number Mm -hmm. of scenes. Um, He's a very influential director that I had never heard of. Um well, then I'm glad I, you picked it. I sent you guys this link, um, and I don't yes. know if you watched it or not, but I did. if you're listener out there, if you're not familiar with the YouTube series Every Frame of Painting, it's a fun little dive for uh, next time you have a little bit of free time. It's an editor. Made by smart people, let's, like us. Yeah, let's. a smart person who is a professional film editor, and he goes through individual um, like case studies of editing in film. Um, he did one, one of the best ones that I that I, I think we referenced when we did Shaun of the Dead was he did one on Edgar Wright because Edgar Wright is a phenomenal editor. But he did do one specifically on Satoshi Kon. Um, and I watched it after this movie, which I was kind of glad that I had this movie behind me for a little bit of context. But yes. uh, if you're out there and you want a little bit of additional 
uh, information on the ability of Cone to like throw in these edits and do it in only an animation style that you can't even really capture in live action, then go seek out every frame of painting um, yeah. on Satoshi Cone. So, couple, couple, couple notes on that that I want to add on. I think we should throw that in the description. I will. I will help okay. Jack. Cool. <laughs> that that link will be down there. So you can listen or hold us video. accountable. Yeah, exactly. Let us know if we fuck that up. We won't. I don't promise, but I'm telling you we won't. I'm telling uh, you we won't. The episode but, might not come out until November, but the I'm description really, will be in there, god damn yeah, 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 yeah. it. It'll be the last episode. It's What's waiting? I still just have to get that link in there. That's the yeah, only thing. Yeah, so hard. What was the video again, man? You know um, what? It did that thing again where it didn't export. Dang it. I'm really happy that I went into Mark. this movie totally blind. It's super rare that we can go into a movie totally blind, but doing that and then following up and watching the video that Mark just referenced, that's what told me about everything that I think we talked about on air about how Black Swan is so related to this for good or bad. Um, no, they're unrelated. One did not inspire the other. It Jake. didn't inspire the other. I was like, I no just shit, happened to own happened, the rights to it. Yeah, I happened <laughs> to be thinking about that. And then lo and behold, Aronofsky. And, and it was only for Requiem for a Dream. Don't I'll worry. Be- Let's be clear. Yeah, if you haven't seen this movie, this movie is Black Swan set in Japan. <laughs> like this movie only is, better. It's it. it I, I don't know if it's better. It's very different. I it might be for less people, but it's rating spoilers for me. Uh, I, I I mean, I, it's better in many many aspects. Yeah, and not as good in some others. And it also depends heavily on your subjective. Well, viewpoint. let me ask you guys this: Where are you guys at with anime? How deep into anime? Oh, I don't, I don't watch any anime. I have and... watched Avatar: The Last Airbender, and that is it. And Legend of Korra. <laughs> okay, so maybe so that's, that helps. That's what I got. Maybe that helps as a non-anime viewer. Maybe getting the disorientation thing again. Well, and I know that... you guys have watched uh, Miyazaki stuff too. Yeah, a little bit of Miyazaki. I have, I have watched never one episode watched... of Cowboy Bebop. Okay. Nice. Uh, and I used to watch. I used to dope. watch Dragon Ball Z uh, when it was on Cartoon Network after I got home from elementary. School. So Mark has much Toonami, dude. Yeah, those were good times. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm a little deeper on anime. I got into like FLCL and all that kind of that kind of stuff, and the you know six part um, Deep Blue, whatever that one is, the about the submarines and. It's called. I Blue think Marines. my lack of of <laughs> experience you, with it might have helped me here because it's all the more disorienting when you're not used to seeing something in this format. Because that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, this this also uses like some anime tropes and, subverts oh, and some I'm of them as well. Wholly unaware of those, so you're just going to crack an egg of knowledge over my head or something. <laughs> I mean, or like, unfortunately, you are the resident expert as close yeah. as we have to which, one on anime. Yeah, so which I don't us. want. I, I I am not. None of us the are anime experts. Trope, but but again, it plays in like the character interactions and anime often has these like particular ways in which characters break the fourth wall or interact with someone else in a way that's supposed to be telling to the audience. And in this movie, when the characters do that, you're expecting it to have been something that doesn't go remarked upon, but then people in the scene are like, what the fuck did you just do? And so it's like a little bit different. Uh, so it's, he's, it's, it's similar to the way he's playing with the, the other kind of scene transitions you're expecting. But. About as deep as I can go with it is, again, having zero anime experience under my belt. Uh, and maybe it's the age of the film, although I feel like I've seen, just literally seen, not watched, seen anime from the 90s. Uh, I felt like this had a slightly more... A little bit more realism to it, the way in which it was animated than some other stuff I'm used to seeing. Like it doesn't have like huge eyes or anything. People are a little bit more proportional. It felt 
muted in terms of like the three dimensionality of everything. Does that make any sense? It, no, it I, I know exactly I think, what you mean. I, I it, think it's not the stuff that like you typically see on the surface of anime. Like if you were, I, I am aware of a lot of animes, but I just haven't watched them. And I think the thing that you can find is that there's, I mean, obviously it's animation. It's heavily up to the artistic style of whoever is writing them. And we like in the West, we don't see a lot of it. We see these like weirdly exaggerated examples of it, of, you know, like huge eyes. And we grew up watching like Sailor Moon, which is kind of actually similar to this um, animation, but a little bit more exaggerated. And obviously they're like fighting demons and shit. So it's, it's easy to lose track of the fact that anime itself can also just illustrate like normal people in the real world. It and often does. To, it doesn't yeah. have to be fantastical superpower right. Dragon Ball Z nonsense. Yeah. That's another thing that helped in my view. That Fair. matched with the fucking weirdness that was going on. And I, I'm not even going to begin. This is another area. I'm not a film editor. I This is an area that I'm not qualified to speak to. But I know after watching that same video, plug, plug, down there in the description below, a lot of really interesting stuff was done to put you off balance in relation to like how some of those scenes were edited because i had no idea where i was for yeah. vast quantities of this film and match cuts to its baby. benefit <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah exactly the the one that is going to probably in a weird way stick with me is when at the end when she is confronted by um i still don't know what his name was if he was me mania or if rumi was me mania but the guy who was stalking her the creepy he dude, was me mania um and he throws her down against the stage and it and it match cuts to them shutting the the trunk and you're like immediately supposed to think that she was kidnapped but then it's just like the two of them standing outside having a conversation like oh where's Mima? Oh, that's weird and i don't know that one just broke my brain for whatever weird reason yeah. Yeah. there's so much weird shit and there's also i mean it's 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 like we were talking about right there's Usually when you transition, you want to cut to a, a similarly framed shot such that your eyes, like, attention is drawn to a similar place or a different place for a very specific reason. And he is so good at drawing your eye to the exact same place as it was in the previous scene, but for a precisely opposite reason of what your brain wants it to be. And you're like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, God. there's like, there's like, an, a, it's, it's almost like a stand-up comedy routine provided by an editor <laughs> slash the <laughs> yeah. animator. It's, I mean, it's pretty impressive. Uh, this this movie is quite visually impressive. Agreed. Well, well sutured yeah. together. Oh, and the art sutured. is beautiful, and it's got oh. a very consistent voice. It's, uh, yeah, all that is all that is absolutely true. Now, before also, we transition off of this, you did call it okay. disorienting, and that's the reason that I had it in does middle closer to does wrong. Really, is like at at a certain point. It it is achieving exactly is what much? it's getting out to, but it is also like bordering on abusing the, the the person who's watching this. Like there's that sequence where you jump between, I mean, six different counterfactual narratives of yeah. what is going on in Mima's life. And it's just like I just threw my notes up in the air metaphor. No, I rode the train, I man. Like, I'm just I, okay, my notes, okay, cool. My notes for this movie are oh, I rode the train. Nonsense. And that's Fuck fine. You. It's it's a rare thing where I can just kind of let it go a little bit. There's this weird experience that I think we get into with watching these movies where we're so intent on taking notes that I feel like there's a little bit of just like the true in like ingesting of film that gets mm-hmm. lost. And I gave up so early in this movie. Not to say I, I have, don't have three notes. notes. I have three I, notes for this movie. I, I liked that. I really did. I think like there's something to be said for me just being like, fuck it. Like, let's just see how this lands. Turns out it landed it, well. 
Yeah, it's I mean, also another one of those like the, the fact that it is. We watched the the I assume we all watched the subtitled version, and none of us watched a dubbed version. Correct. Dubbed I version couldn't find a dubbed exist. version. If I wanted, did you try? There is one that exists. Hugh, did you tr- did you try? I looked no, at the. Fuck. I rent. I think the only place you can find it right now is renting it on Amazon. Don't watch and it. Dubbed. Tubi. And, Don't watch oh, dubbed. okay, and Tubi. And I tried to turn on. I just went to see if there was an audio track that was in English. It's animation, dude. I don't really care what their what their lips are doing. Like the the the, the lip animation isn't like hoity-toity enough to actually match with what language it's in anyway. It's just sort of like opening and closing mouths. So whatever. If you got good voice actors, then watch it in English. But that, well, and there's a very, according to Wikipedia, there's a very interesting change on the version that was released in America versus the version that was originally released, not only in Japan, but also in uh, film festivals in America, which is that the very last shot, where she says, like, it's me, you know, like, yeah. kind of to the camera. She takes after her sunglasses think... off or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Um, apparently, in the original version, that is the voice of the woman who played Rumi, who was her imposter. Yeah. Oh. But in this version, it's her own voice. What? So, like, I don't know why that decision was made. But One it's last very weird strange. fuck you to the watcher. Yeah. <laughs> My <laughs> God. I yeah. saw that, too. I had forgotten, though, so thanks for bringing that up. See, this is what yeah. I'm saying, though. It's like... You know, fool me once, shame on me, or shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. At a certain point, this one has, I I mean, three dozen twists in it, and you and they all come rapid fire, and you're just like, yeah. I don't even, I don't know, I, I, I don't even know who I'm supposed to be, like, embarrassed about well, anymore. Like, this is an excellent transition to Does Middle then, Mark, because my main one was, else. Oh, okay, okay, talk. I actually still have quite no, a it's a, it's a I question. haven't even gotten to my first thing in Does Right yet, so. <laughs> it's, it's something for the group, though. Mark, do you want to go ahead and just give your, like, your main points, because I have a question for the group that I don't want to move on without asking. Okay. Uh, first off, the character design of the villains is pretty great in the way that the creepy dude is creepy. very creepy looking. Okay, he looks like he's it. straight out of the it. Hills Have Eyes. You're he's like, if it. the Hills Have Eyes was fronting an emo band. I love his like pale seafoam dead eye thing. Yeah. That is immense. <laughs> it's clutch. Yes. Uh, the one, one thing the anime does very well is captures like emoting and sure. exaggerating it in a way that like is very easy to I mean Pixar has also made a whole movie studio around this essentially but in a way that inspires empathy and like we you know exactly what you're supposed to think of people and in yeah. a weird way they tip their hand early because Rumi herself looks kind of weird the way they draw her like her eyes are so far it's apart the, on her it's face it's the yeah. wide set eyes it's both i was <laughs> both the murderers in this movie have very wide set eyes and at a point i was land. like i'm kind of happy that they made this the dude as creepy as he is and like as grotesque as he is but i thought it was and like i started writing this down mid movie i was just like it's also just weird that rumi also looks fucking weird and then she ends up being the psychopathic villain like the yeah. actual villain of the movie at the end i was like oh that's sort of like a a visual design foreshadowing for how crazy she actually is. Um, so I, I, one of the things this movie does right is character design. That's what I'm going for. Physical grotesquery equals you are evil. Nice. Yes, that's what the theater of the grotesque is. Yes, I know. I know. I know. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, there's an Have important you not seen thing here. We, we're not Jake? like trying to <laughs> shame Thanks. people for their appearance or whatever, but when you can control, when you can directly control someone's appearance to mirror their inner machinations or whatever and you do it then they become the villain then that is well yeah specifically evoking that thing yes just to be clear that's the way that should be driven yeah yeah um i also wanted to highlight the rape scene um okay that's that was god 
it's, I mean, yeah, it probably does belong in does middle because it's hard to watch, but it is so fucking, it's so brutal. But then they pause in the middle for the director to and, change camera and provide and like directorial like, notes. And the actor who is raping her in the film is like, I'm so sorry. Like, it's just. I'm sorry for this scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's like, it's okay. We got this. Well, and the thing is, like, that I'm already, at that point in the film, I'm already like, I don't know what I trust. It wasn't deep, deep into it, but I didn't know what to trust. And so I didn't know if it was just like, I mean, look, neither of these are good, but there is a stark contrast between, like, a rape scene being filmed and that little bit of, like, reality to where it's like look they're actors doing their jobs and actually getting raped and it i got to a point where i didn't really know what was happening and well, it and, was hard. and in the scene itself you're confident that she is just on a set and nothing's actually happening the I scene itself was. is like well beyond what normal like north american tv cinema would be oh it was it was yeah but then they flash back to it later and suggest that it actually happened even though i don't think it happened but it may have it's hard to tell I think uh, that was that was to emphasize that even though she ostensibly consented to it, which is a whole other issue, that but that she that it was still very traumatizing to yes, her, even that though was it was something takeaway. that was like it, it was wasn't... it was a traumatizing scene, and that's all that really matters. But then it ended up like causing issues down the road. Yeah. Yes, I mean that's that's the initial loss of innocence, Correct. and it's a very brutal loss of innocence. Correct. <laughs> um. Next one that I wanted to highlight was soundtrack. The soundtrack here, especially at like the end chase scene when Ruby's oh, chasing God, her through the alleyways that's, and that's stuff, cute, dude. is oh. clutch. Um, it is so repetitive and weird. Yeah, and the way they use her own like the 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 J-pop with her band's song from the Jam. beginning, they like bring that back in throughout the movie is so wild and great. Jack, I just want you to know that the angel of love smiles at you. <laughs> I do love one other thing. This is not what the movie does right. I, it's like maybe this is just neat pick, but I do love the English translations of Japanese songs. It's time to be more aggressive. One of the lines of that song is "It's time to be more aggressive." Trying to string that together. Yikes! I, I I thought for a long, way too long about like how that would sound if they were singing in English, and it was brain breaking. That's. <laughs> I mean, one of the most fun concerts I've been to in a while was seeing Chai at Tree Fort. Uh, that was pretty cool because they're obviously doing the the Japanese pop band thing, but they're yeah. doing it in a way that is supposed to subvert the exact yeah. culture that they're evoking in this movie, um, and is also a little more accessible to an American audience. Yes, well, because they're singing mostly in English, some in English. Yes, um, some, yes. And then lastly, that was a little bit of a transition. The soundtrack was a little bit of a transition just to that actual sequence, the chase sequence between Rumi and Mima as they're running through the alley. I mean, incredible to have. Phantom Mima, who is just Rumi, floating and doing like a fairy hop thing at high speeds. Yeah. And then she falls the... out that second window and but then Phantom her is like just fall like floats delightfully down. Like, and then but the, the thing that's so cool about it is then in the reflections of the windows, you they, they show Rumi sprinting and like drooling and being like a horribly just like Psychotic, individual. grotesque villain, yeah. just sprinting like with pure physicality, and it's reflected with this like you know being of spiritual light that's just kind of bouncing back and forth gently, and it's being so like menacing and creepy. <laughs> this is I scene prime. That. that is why this needed to be animated. That yes. that yes. was the scene to me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 I that was like in the stabbing scene actually, but oh, of the, the pizza delivery scene. 
the yeah, pizza okay. boy scene um, straight into the eye <laughs> and well, then and blood like, geyser and it's just like a like that sort of pause thing that you only get in animation or you could it, it wouldn't have landed the way that it did if this was shot live action Mark, it's you, you went you went straight into the thing that I was going to pose as a question to the group, which is this is a horror podcast, so what horror-specific elements... Like, being disoriented is not necessarily horror-specific, but now we've gotten to it. Like, all of these different things that led you to feel uncomfortable or that were creepy. Like, I'm happy we had a chance to talk about it because it did enough, for sure. Well, and you do identify with the protagonist in this. Even when you think she might be going crazy, it's not clear that she is actually going crazy. And so you identify with her, and so there's this period of, like, is she crazy or is she being stalked or both? I Like, that's, yeah. a, that's a horrifying place. Like, there's... Just it's one of several uh, horrifying speaking, outcomes, I, yeah, or a poo-poo speaking, platter of all of them. Yeah, I like that in movies for the poo-poo most part. Platter. That's a, it's yeah. a poo-poo platter of psychosis. Mm, there you go. <laughs> There's the title. See, now I'm not going to be is, able to use it, that as a show I, title because you called it out. So I think much, this Jake. movie does a better job than any we have seen um, of keeping you on your toes as to whether or not the main character actually is the one who's going yeah. crazy. Yeah, he and dances I think she actually that is going crazy. There's just other crazy people too. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, she's fully lost. Like she is fully dissociated from reality. But so is there's actual. She hasn't done it in a murderous way, as have some of the people around her. And if you're telling me that the original Japanese ending has Rumi as the last voice actor for that line, then I mean, I still don't fucking. It know. does. That's <laughs> yeah. Just, I have no just, fucking idea. That's just mean. Yeah, like, that's just a that's just a fuck you to the audience. Like I don't. Who cares? This is okay. Nonsense. Well, good. Good. Are we ready to go to middle now? Because that's yes. another good Sure, transition. what you got? Okay, because we talk about this sometimes. There's a way of fucking with the audience that is very well done and very laudable and, and takes a lot of skill and is really cool. And then there's another way of fucking with the audience where the director's just like, and then this happens. I, I'm going to say there was stuff leading up to it all movie, but there just absolutely wasn't. I'm just doing this because fuck you. I want to subvert what you think's going to happen. And that kind of sucks. And sometimes he gets a little bit too close to that second line. A little bit um, too cheeky. Yeah, in two different ways. So the first way is the in reality thing. The the figure who kills the pizza or the, the pizza guy kill, right? The figure who kills that person, who's the photographer, is the victim there, right? Yeah. Is the exact the director. It's like the director was the pizza guy. What? I think Well the, the pizza guy was... killed the photographer, I thought. Or director of the photography shoot, either way. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. There you yeah. go. Um, that is clearly the okay. protagonist's frame, which they go out of your way to distinguish from Yumi's frame. And it, but it's a disguised version of her, and that one like doesn't play as much into the fantasy of who is real, when is it her, when is it not her. That one's just like a third-party omniscient look into what's going on over here, and it's clearly our protagonist. And so well, that but one they also they also show Rumi as the protagonist multiple times. That they was do. that was how I allowed that one in my brain to happen. I, I know, but like, the, okay, but the so only other Rumi. times that that's like, yeah, I don't know. That one was just like too much of a third party omniscient view into what's happening, and we're just doing it to fuck with you, the viewer. Um, and then the other one like that is that rape scene. It's 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 like that on a different axis, but there's also just like a way where directors will fuck with you by just showing you something horrifically uncomfortable for like no purpose and you can make me very uncomfortable by showing me horrible things happening and doing it believably and that was kind of that where it's just kind of like this is a short movie and that takes a big chunk of the movie and I'm, it's not it does wrong because it 
contributes to the narrative and has a purpose and is interesting because it's also the 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 pursuit of fame thing and the you know agreeing to it it's it's, so it's very weird but there's also just like a but also he just wanted to show you a really fucked up thing (laughs) it's just like here's that in there i will say that one of the like one of the most disorienting things about this movie um and maybe this is just my own naivete with regards to the genre um was the amount of nudity in it especially in regards to like she's filming a what I consider, what I assume is similar to like a Law and Order SVU episode, more or less. A, I thought it was, I think it's clear it's a movie. It might be a movie or it might be a mini series or something. Yeah, it seems it's like S- it was pre existing. But it's definitely not SVU. It's on, not a murder of the week periodical. In oh, my in my but, brain but I in my brain I had it on par with some like like yes. an episode of Law and Order. Or maybe like Criminal Minds or some bullshit like that. And and it's like, okay, they got to film a rape scene, whatever. I've seen a few SVUs before. This is, you, there's a lot of implied violence. As, and then they like, her top is off. Her her bottoms are off. What, like, what, what is going on? There's so much goddamn. And then uh, obviously after that, she is also doing nude photo shoots. And there's so much nudity in this. It was just there's like, all of a sudden nudity. it was just like, what? I don't know if this is what the movie does middle, but it is just sort of what the movie does does it does it well what that, that is just also a cultural shift right just like mainstream magazines have a lot more nudity in them in japan than they I, do here it's just I kind of a weird thing completely inequipped to talk about this subject i have no yeah. concept yeah but but also i mean that's one of the reasons i think it's not an svu episode and then also how famous she got because of it right it ends with the 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 assumption from what they tell us is that she became famous enough because of that performance for people nurses in in that care facility yeah. to believe that she could have a lookalike right. be there um and so it's just like nah she clearly got very very famous from it so i believe it to have been a movie see i couldn't no, tell well, if it she was, was actually movie. gaining fame or not through any of this stuff because yeah, i thought well, who part, knows what i thought part is. of the issue was that she left cham and immediately cham became more famous with their top 100 pop hit they did about they did. wearing so, blue jeans and she was still like spinning her tires in the muck and the mire of these like rape scenes yes. and like the dirty gritty Japanese well, that, hollywood scene mark so the 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 way that i took that all of that happened she left chan or that was their name um, cham with an cham. exclamation yeah point. you have to say the exclamation cham point. there you go thank you <laughs> okay cool i got it um, correct and english pronunciation Went to do acting, and she had, like, a bit part one line, right? And she was struggling in that experience for a period of time, but her agent or whatever was able to negotiate a larger role. Catch. Larger role involves a very grotesque, gratuitous rape scene. Her role expanded because as she began filming, like, I think she, like, filmed the scene, and she did such a good job but it was because it was so traumatizing to her that she wasn't really acting. She got an even larger part as they continued filming. So she ended up with a pretty large part in the film, but it was like such a traumatizing experience for her that you had the rest of the movie that happened. And on top of that, she was like doing all these nude photo shoots and shit. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I, I think I ended up having this in nitpicks or not, but I, the, the general level of <laughs> so fame. I'm glad we're there now. <laughs> the, the general level of fame for anyone in this movie at any given point is completely indiscernible to me. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got to 84, man. What, could you name the number 84 song in the Billboard Top 100 right now? No. I mean, I'm pretty record, sure I've heard it. I can't you, name the number Could you one. name the top, like, three? I can't name I, number one. It's Cardi no, B. No, but I bet There's I've a heard Cardi them. B song. 
It's not really a song. Oh, yeah. WAP. WAP is for sure in there. I'm pretty sure Cardi B is number one. I'm pretty sure it's just noise. I don't think it's a song. Except for... We we yes. distinguish things very weirdly. So Cardi B is is probably on the uh, R and B top one hundred because the uh, the our system is very racist, but uh, it's fine. Oh Not- yep yep number one on the hot one hundred is WAP by Cardi B featuring That's- Megan Three Stallion. To be clear, Megan, that is not Megan a song. the Stallion, Mark. It's not Megan three Stallion. Oh, the Stallion. I am not uh... <laughs> Megan three Stallion. I like that more. <laughs> it's yeah, so good. Send her, send her a DM. Slide into her DMs and be like, "Here's a quick suggestion." Megan three horses. Uh, <laughs> and then number two is Dynamite by BTS. I can only assume that's built to spill. And then has three to be built is, to spill. <laughs> is Laugh Now, Cry Later by Drake featuring Lil Dark. Okay, I actually know that. I have never heard any of these songs. I, I know, but I know, I don't know Drake. You Mark, Drake. You, Mark, you should have heard WAP. Nope. That's it's not, not I, I, a no, song. I'm, I'm telling you, you should have heard it. It's it's like Does it a good song and then a phenomenon also. You should it's not a good song. Jack, I am pretty Jack sure I've never your heard brain. it. Don't I, let Jack poison your brain by saying it's a good song. It is I, yeah, I, I don't think I've ever I heard don't, that song. Mark, I'm not, I'm not trying to suggest that you have heard it. I'm saying you should hear it. We have a it's, wild it's like a meaningful song. No, it's not meaningful. Kind it's of change people's no oh, whatever. I'll listen to it after this. It's noise. <laughs> it's not noise. I will I, bump I, it. Yeah. It's noise. It's not. It's not <laughs> noise as a genre, but it is noise. Jake's about to announce his candidacy for the Senate run in Southern District of Kentucky. What? I can dislike music, and it doesn't have any political affiliation. Get the fuck out of it. Why are you doing that? What? <laughs> He's are you running serious? on the platform of I dislike Cardi B. Yeah, that is a like that is a pla- that is an actual platform. Mark. <laughs> oh my I mean, God. Yeah, I have something not else liking is- Cardi B make me racist. Guys, I have something else. This movie does middle, which is. Um, the description of the internet from 1997. <laughs> oh no, that's no, that's something the movie does right. That was a neat pick for me. They okay. I think you can put this anywhere. It. There's so much time spent on explaining to the viewer what like Netscape is and how to navigate yeah. to a website but, and just what the internet is in general. It's I've been charming f- and wonderful, but also. There's a lot of time spent <laughs> on like, how to install a computer in your it's, home. It's really interesting because they do have to tell you what the internet is because you might not have known in 97. But then the way that they show you what it is is filmed with such care. I, I liken it to, right, so Miyazaki movies are very, very famous for their food scenes, like food preparation, the way it's shown and filmed, and it's like really, really fucking cool. Uh, animated, not filmed, but... I, and this almost has that kind of vibe to it where like so carefully shows you that she's opening Netscape and then going to it's not Angel Fire. It's like angelflame.com. It's like an Angel Fire like website. It's like <laughs> it's so carefully parodied that it it is it it's shocking to me that it was contemporary at the time because it's such a like a careful parody of what the internet was at that time or recreation. It's bizarre. I, I, Jack, I can't. I'm having trouble expressing it. Jack, at a certain point, you do have to transfer the animation frames to film, so I would still consider go. that filming. There you go. I like that. I like that. Um, one time I was. Uh, trying to get some old film transferred onto digital files for my grandpa, like old reels of film. And I took it to the guy, like the specialist at the place. And he straight up just set up a projector in a dark room and filmed it on his cell phone on a tripod and then gave me the digital copies. I was like, cool. I don't like looking behind the curtain at anything. Cause this isn't fun or technologically cool or exciting. This sucks. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What do you worked out well, but sucked. Made me sad. <laughs> if the end product is good, then 
you're happy. Don't think it's, you it's like the first time I realized that when your ball goes into the last hole at mini golf, that it just goes down a tube to, and it doesn't go like into a like Rube Goldbergian machine underground. Like, I mean, but good, good mini golf, good mini golf though, kind of does, and then you might win a prize. Okay, it's not just some vacuum hole. Jake, is there mini golf in Boise anymore? Like pre-pandemic, maybe not now, but was there in the last? Because I've been looking for it the last couple of years. Yeah, you, you know the only place that there was mini golf that was like even borderline worth a damn. I uh, it's out. by Roaring Springs. Uh, yes, it's at yeah. Wahoos or whatever, Fuck. formerly known as Boondocks. God, and I'm sad again. Let's go to does wrong. Hey, but they have like a replica of the arches, you know? Yeah, famous Utah landmark. Kill myself. Um, <laughs> then what does this movie do wrong? <laughs> that got that got of all the things that we could have gotten dark on, we got dark on lack of mini golf in Boise. I mean, cool. fair. <laughs> and just how depressing Wahoos is. I mean, it's all bad, dude. Anything out past whatever, we're not going to go there. And it's so far away, you can't even drink because it's. I have to drive home. Ugh. Oh my god! What it's almost like the there's a market wrong? gap. Uh, there was a there was a letter bomb that was sent to Mima, and I have yeah. two things to say about that. One, that, the letter bomb. It was a full on letter bomb, and there's a monologue by one of the people about how they shouldn't tell the cops about it because what? Uh, yeah, it doesn't make number, sense. And number two, that one's really more of a nitpick. Number two, though, yeah, what, is within the story the? of this movie. Uh, Rumi and the Mimania guy have yeah. not decided to start attacking Mima yet. So who the fuck sent the letter bomb to Mima? Maybe they yeah. knew she wasn't going to open it. Dun, uh, no, dun, I think dun. I think that that was that was Mimamia, right? That was he is a psychotic fan and then also late and he gets he gets used for Numi's purposes later on. So I, did he send it? I mean it Obviously, didn't kill the person who it blasted in the face. Um, <laughs> Get blasted! Did, <laughs> the the agent, yeah. Did uh, did he not? I mean, was it just like a shot across the bow to like maim her? What the fuck? That's my point. Is it's like it's out of sync with the rest of the movie. It doesn't make any sense. It's just like well, a, the- an, a dramatic thing that occurs that would have made a hell of a lot more sense had they put it like thirty minutes later. Well, and so yeah, that goes along with what I had is they don't believe her fear until like way too far into this movie. Like her manager straight up says, "Like, and you think the two attacks are connected?" Question mark. It's like, oh, you're oh, receiving yeah. letter bombs. That's that's just average pop star stuff. <laughs> wait, 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 you're being hysterical. Which manager? <laughs> the one in the car after the 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 photographer gets slaughtered. Yeah, ironically she, it's the same guy who was blown up by the fucking said. letter bomb. Yeah, that it's doesn't make like, any sense. And he's like That's what, what I'm the, saying. Oh. That is exactly what I'm saying. The guy gets gets his senses blown up by a letter bomb. I can't really tell what the damage done is, but Well, apparently he well, seemed to be okay pretty quickly. Yeah, I don't He lies down in a pool be? of blood. They roll him over and he like whimpers out, "I'm fine," and then goes silent. And then the next thing is like, "Oh no, he was first. okay. He was he was legitimately fine." <laughs> yeah, yeah, he actually, he actually was fine. Was fine. He's just like that was just a flashbang. Okay. Which Yeah, and it like and it, you know, cut him in one spot. So he probably hey, was fine. Uh, Michael Weston made a flashbang out of an envelope in one of those episodes of Burn Notice. Oh, fuck. Burn Notice is so good. 
<laughs> one of these episodes, let's just review the entire series of Burn Notice. <laughs> I'm so on board to make Jake watch four and a half seasons of Burn Notice. Or Dude, it's, like, it's longer than that, isn't it? It's like six Are you seasons? aware of what kind of bet that would require? <laughs> like One that like, makes me give so up many... naming rights to my firstborn? That's so many hours of content. <laughs> Oh, but it's so good, Jake. That's what's so frustrating about reviewing video games. You're like, yeah, this took me 50 hours. Uh, Here's 20 seconds of what I think about it. Yeah, dude, it's not (laughs) worth it. Just don't even, don't even start. Because like, look at the investment, man. Bird Notice is so good, though. What else does this movie do wrong? Uh, there's there's some weird things that I can't tell if they're cultural or they're just really hard to follow. But there are some things that don't fit the tone of this. Don't seem to fit the tone of this movie and just don't make sense. Like the first scenes with uh, me. I forgot his name. Me. Me mania. Um, he's I don't in know the he crowd, but he's he's in the crowd, but he's beyond the barrier. And then he starts the, he gets attacked and then he attacks them. Then he gets beaten to shit. And then there's like. But then factions form in the crowd and they start attacking each other. I didn't understand what the fuck was happening with these two groups. But when the first time she's like, stop, I wanted my last show to be nice. It's just like there are two different, there are war. It's like the Hatfields and the McCoys came to her show and are like having a better butter battle in there. Exactly. Yeah, the Montagues and the Capulets are having a showdown in the middle of a pop st- like it's, concert. I based thought on that was the, great. I, based I on the this, different I ways they this, love her. This tied into the same thing that I was talking about earlier is that at any given point in this movie, I cannot discern the level of fame that they have where I thought they were supposed to be at least like moderately famous to start. But also this performance is seemingly just in like a public amphitheater in a municipal park. Yeah, my take, I think my take is that they were like locally famous, but not nationally famous. Yeah. And I think that and is also a some cultural thing going to a pop concert. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, also she has to do a free pop concert. What else? And she also do? has like super dedicated fans who are like following her career and Locally. being like, she shouldn't have done that. Locally. Uh, it's very it did, weird. It, there is a, some weird. I, I don't really understand. I think it's more of a cultural thing. I'm, but I'm I don't sure I understand it's the, yeah. the backdrop of where this movie is supposed to start. I kind of feel like we should have already blown the whistle. I mean, I would if I knew. There it is. Found it. Oh my okay. God! Did you lose the whistle? Okay, no, he's good. It's, son okay. Of a it's bitch. okay. It's okay. It's okay. You guys got gave me so much shit when I got this whistle, and now it's like such an important part of the show. Okay? I don't, so. Mark. We absolutely didn't, and there's no chance you're gonna go listen to old episodes to prove that we did. So I'm sticking by my answer. That's a lot of hours to pour through. <laughs> so do your so, thing now. This is this is where you insert your Jake wanted the whistle. Oh, I, no, 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 no. <laughs> what Jack was saying was like already nitpick level is what I'm saying. Oh, um, here's one. God, I don't think you can just forget to feed no, fish that starting. small and have them be okay. It's not like a dog that you forgot to give breakfast to one time and it's okay. Like those fish are absolutely going to die when she forgot to feed them the first time. I think speaking of fish, there was a weird thing that was done. This isn't necessarily a nitpick. It's more like just a pick. There was a weird thing that was done in the throes of where you don't know what's going on, where they were just like paused in time, but nothing else was. Did you notice that? Yeah. Wait, that the, t- the scene where they're dead? I haven't said what it was yet. The, I, I did. I said that there, there was a sequence. What the fuck? What do you mean I haven't said it? Are you just like rolling blackouts right now? I said yeah. the fish were paused <laughs> and out. nothing else was. They, Jake, the I think they were, were just dead. Sitting there. No, they weren't because they weren't floating. They were just sitting there like they were swimming. 
Oh, that is oh, either okay. a interesting trick that was a deliberate choice, which I'm more inclined to believe, or yeah. it was the animators getting lazy and not animating. It was for a lot. Well, I feel like there was too much attention drawn on it because like she almost did like a half glance towards them. I think it was just psychosis. I, but, there's, there's, I will say scene. one of the. I mean, neat pick. I'm, this I'm is, choosing to believe it's a neat pick. This is near the top of like weird subtle details that are the first inclination that tell the viewer what is wrong is when she looks up and sees the wrong fish in the tank that is fucking awesome that should have gone into what the movie does right i love yeah, that trick that they that is crazy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but then there is the actual scene where they are dead and she like thrashes her whole apartment because of it yes i'm just saying that would have happened when she forgot to feed him for a whole day i think what we're uncovering is that there's a lot that was done in this movie with the fish in particular um, to varying degrees of visibility. And that I've been is thinking about getting a fish. A you know what? I wouldn't. Don't, oh my God. Fish, fish are so not worth it, Jack. Don't I wouldn't do it. Do it. You got to be ready to like throw yourself at fish. Cause they require <laughs> so much goddamn effort. I mean, you, fish you need to put all this fucking anxiety somewhere. I, I hear you, but like, Remember that fish are creatures too. People, there's there's a there's a lot of people out there that get like a fish bowl and there's like no oxygenation and shit like that. Like well, if you want to not... go, if you want to go the fish route, you got to get a big Why ass aquarium. You got to get an oxygenation system. You got to feed them regularly. You got to cycle I'm not the water gonna... out. Okay, one, I dislike the presumption that I wouldn't feed them regularly. That is, that's you have to walk to your dogs like almost <laughs> every day, Jack. <laughs> Oh yeah, a dog like this, you gotta feed every day. You know what a new development with Mo is? If I don't walk her every day, she's getting Mo's old and sometimes she doesn't want to go on walks. But she her nails are getting so brittle and like the concrete files them down real nice, but they'll like split if you don't walk her or cut her nails like once a week. Cut her Aww. nails once a week or walk her every day. I wanna be clear. About you just gotta get out like a belt like a like a belt sander, like a radial sander. Sure, that just sounds great. Dogs love that. belt sanders. I've heard. <laughs> I've lost track of what we're talking about. We're talking about nitpicks. I have oh. another nitpick, which is that umpteen is a word, turns out. I always thought that was just like a like a folksy colloquialism thing, but umpteen is an actual word. Why? Did you like look it up in Webster or something? Well, yeah. Like I said, I always thought it was just a folksy colloquialism, and then there was an actual translation of the whoever was stabbed, the writer was stabbed umpteen times. On yeah. the newscast, and I was so like, "Wait, is that an actual it? thing?" So I looked up. Yeah, okay. I looked up. I looked it up on dictionary. Okay, you looked it up. Yeah, and it uh, means uh, indefinitely numerous. Or Mark, this is a bet. Me at all. This is a bet my dad and I actually had uh, many, many years ago. But because Scrooge McDuck always has claimed to have umpteen billion dollars, or or umpteen million dollars, sometimes it's a new old thing. But we, uh, yeah, umpteen just means like indescribably large amount of. Yeah. Specifically, not a defined amount, but large. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like umpteen still wouldn't be this, the appropriate term for Scrooge McDuck. This but, doesn't you know, surprise me at all. <laughs> not at you? all. You're not surprised at all that umpteen is an actual word. No. Well, dude, it probably wasn't when people started using it, but then yeah. idiots got it wrong they... so much that the dictionary's like, "We'll count out of morons." Like yeah. they did with literally and like now you can say comprised exactly. of and it's one of oh the god worst things no it e- sucks see, everything everything works now like that's all it is language is a construct and we're willing to allow whatever Jack yeah, but you is, also this have is, this you is have something to be specifically because... just to just for you well I don't know Jake you might like this too there's a person at my work I use comprises a lot when I write and there's a person 
And now technically comprised of is also an acceptable term, like for, turn of phrase. It's an alternate definition, yes. Alternate definition, yeah. There is a person I can't use comprised of and I can't use comprises. They always correct it to comprises of. Every what? fucking oh time I submit a document for them to review. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I I am it's going to give me a stroke. I am I'm literally just going to explode one of these. I mean, things. I do literally appreciate that in the sense that it's absurd. <laughs> I'm chomping at the bit for it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to nip that in the butt, you know? We might need to talk about a whole another nitpick. One whole nother. Does anyone have a one another oh, nitpick? Okay, this that is too a- far. I'm gonna. I'm going to stroke out. I'm losing my mind. I hate it. Jake is holding his beer to his forehead. It's too I much. Needed, I need it. It's a headache. I needed it. Are there any other nits pick? I'm out. It turns out it's, it's hard. hard to nitpick an animation. Movie. It's hard with an animation. The one that I, the main one that I have is a fish thing, and it was a neat, not a nit. It was and more especially such a stylized animation movie. Like, yeah, Espe- yeah, especially when everything could just be like, yeah, psychosis, you know. <laughs> I they, guess actually like, crazy. It's, worth, it's just worth reiteration I suppose at this point that the end of the film thing I- exists apparently like I didn't experience it but that throwing the difference her voice, in voice actors is that yeah what that, that, that well, would be that would be a, a I, neat pick I suppose I honestly couldn't tell you definitively that I watched the version in which it was one actress's voice or the other I just like I was sometimes on I could very clearly tell the difference between their voices but sometimes I probably couldn't yeah, I couldn't. I was on Prime, and I believe that I just heard the same voice actress who did uh, Mima the whole time. Which is the but, version that's been widely released in the United States. Yeah, but, so that checks out. But I don't, uh, like I'm but, saying, even if it was the original version, I don't think I would have been able to tell. It was Jim Cody Wow, by it the way. It could be hard, just yeah. For the record. Let's go to ratings. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Get us out of here. <laughs> We over at A to Z Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how you'd rate Niles' physical intimacy. Remember what mom always said, a handshake is as good as a hug. And for 10, think about Niles would rate his level of success. The, uh, it was during the, uh, oh, well, I'm far too successful to feel awkward. Where did we meet? Stories, the first game you're to treat these movies. Mark, this was your pick. Write the thing for story. I gave it a seven. Okay. And yeah. I you know, it's it's the the biggest knock against it is that I wanna call it overcomplicated, but that's not really the right word. It's just too much whiplash when you're trying to like digest what is happening. Disorienting is the appropriate word for this, and it is a blessing and a curse because obviously that's what the movie is going for, but also it makes it incredibly hard to digest. Middle of this movie, it's almost like you're just you're getting thrown off the off the roller coaster of just like I I don't know what's happening anymore. This, these are just completely unconnected scenes. So for that reason, I did I I pulled a few points off of it, but overall, I mean, this is equally good to black swan i guess i probably should have pulled up what i what i had previously rated it listener please hold i'm gonna be shocked yeah. if i don't give it a better rating in almost every category <laughs> i gave it a seven i gave it a seven as well uh mark while you're looking that up i i completely agree with you for me this is one where the points where i think he's fucking with the audience for the sake of fucking with the audience rather than it being part of his cohesive narrative are where it's losing the points for me 
but it's still fantastic. I think I'm gonna. I think I probably might have given Black Swan a little bit of higher score on story, but that one's a little higher on a little tighter as just an actual narrative. And and so I'm go- I'm going to spoilers flip flop with the next category on that regard. I think not actually knowing what I gave Black Swan, Jake. This is an interesting yeah. turn of events. Sorry, Jake. Before you go, oh. I, I don't know if we actually recorded our scores for Black Swan. Where are we that, on that well, one? Whose fault it? is that? Yeah, that's on me. That's on me. I am the scorekeeper uh, for the for the episode. So I, I don't post- know what happened on that episode, but it that's is after not we in our document. Yeah, it's after we stopped doing written reviews too. So that one's just lost to beep, beep, literally. Beep, there's beep. no way to find out. Lost to time. There's there's no podcast out there that would tell you. There's listeners. literally no way we could figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we should actually go back and check that out, though. I gave it a seven and a half. I agree with you guys in every respect. It just I really enjoyed how fucking disoriented I felt during this movie. And I thought that that is the intent. I mean, it clearly is the intent. But the way that that hit me was pristine. So what are you docking it for then if it was pristine? Well, the fact that it's nonsensical still means that it can't be perfect. Like, for okay. for a story to hit you in the right way, I think pacing is another thing that we didn't talk a lot about here. But, like, from a Which pacing perspective... Which also doesn't belong in the, like, writing cat- story category. Mm, I, well, I, from a screenplay perspective, it does, because you have to execute your screenplay. So, from that perspective, like, this thing took a while to execute, and there was a lot of the movie that was totally nonsensical. I think that it hit me well in terms of, like, allowing me to feel that oh. sense of... Yeah, utter, we need to talk like, about this. This movie's like 81 minutes. It's great. And there <laughs> I don't are still think that it is. Is it 81? There's no way. It was way an hour 21, I think. I think it's 81. Hold There's on. No Jeez, There's no way. There's no way that's here. true. Uh, it is hour 21, 81 minutes. Hmm. Boom. It still felt long. I watched it earlier today. Hmm. Okay. Well, I will say that fresh up it. I I remember seeing that and thinking, oh, cool, this is going to be super fast. And then the actual one that we you download from Amazon Prime is like an hour thirty seven or something like that. So there might be some weird like version issue here. Yeah, I wonder what. what But anyway, that's what I'm docking it for. I I think pacing does fit here, Jack. Like whatever, I already said it. Okay, (laughs) there are also there are also other ragged edges of this. I brought up the letter bomb thing earlier. Like, there's stuff that is in this movie that doesn't really yeah. make a lot of sense and they're kind of just injecting yeah, I mean extra this is drama. this is not the point to like elaborate on everything this is the we should be quick here so I'm not trying to dive deep on my score like the podcast is long enough but if you want me to go deep I can I think the podcast is not long enough okay I want we a constantly get notes to that effect I want <laughs> a a want I want like a four hour hardcore history uh, type podcast. That's what the majority of our listeners are always craving. All our comments and reviews are, you know what? Too short. Not long enough. You guys only talked about this hour and a half long movie for two hours and 15 minutes. Yeah, Not we long are officially enough. longer than the movie according to what it says on IMDb now. Great. Wonderful. Yeah, but that's only because we spent 30 minutes talking about two other movies or three other movies we watched last week. That's fair. Yeah. And whether or not a wind is a, sh- a haboob or a chinook. It's a haboob. Or it's a chinook. It's, a it's a definitively a chinook. That's the name of the wind that it's happened. It's a salmon. It's a salmon. <laughs> okay. World building immersion. Our second category, Mark. I gave it a six and a half. The things that are stacked up against this movie, it is a Japanese anime where you're reading subtitles, and it's not just regular subtitles. It's like they are Advanced. flying at you, and <laughs> you also need subtitles. to digest a numerous visual details that are it- quite... Uh, imperceptible, right? This is, there are, also, there's a lot of subtlety, and you're trying to read the bottom eighth of the screen most of the time. 
They're also the kind of subtitles where they didn't have, like, a lot of times you'll have somebody translate it literally and then a secondary person come in and translate it for the meaning of a sentence. Yeah, And this movie didn't have that second one. So it's like some of the sentences don't make sense in English. <laughs> yeah, Jake, help us out here. Is this called transliteration? Is that what that, the name of that would be in corporate yes. America? Um, <laughs> so that is working against it. However, there is an inherent bonus, I think, when your in- attention has to be glued to the screen at all times. It's like literally, it, it's quite difficult to take notes on these movies because I feel like if I take my my vision off the screen for anything longer than a few seconds, really, I'm losing stuff. So I'm typing as I'm glued to the screen and that helps the immersion quite a bit. All that aside, this is also quite an entrancing like package that's coming at you. There's a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of visual detail that they're trying to use to pull you in. And that final chase scene is immaculate. Like it's so cool. Yeah. Say it again, say it again, say it again. I, I gave it a six and a half. I gave it an eight for world building and immersion. I, I was transfixed Love by this thing. Even when I didn't know what the fuck was happening, I wanted to. It felt like it's because I could <laughs> figure it out. You know what I mean? It's not just like, a oh, my God, what the fuck's happening? And I'm pissed off. It's like, I, I want to know what the fuck's going on. It's insane things happening. The way they subvert genres and tropes and play with all of that is fascinating. And it's an eight for me, Jake. It's funny, if you would have asked me, like, how immersed I could be in an anime film prior to watching this movie, I would have said, like, just north of Andy Dalton line. I gave this a six and a half, um, that, which, that says something. Like, I, I was way more immersed in this film than I thought I had the capacity to be. And When, that, when you said that, for whatever reason, the uh, thing that popped into my head was, like, so you're watching the movie, and your lovely fiance saunters in from like running errands or something like that, and she's sure. like, "Hey Jake, how's the movie?" And you turn to her, and you have like the anime eyes that are like uh, kind of squinty, and you go like, "Ah, it's the best!" <laughs> and you hold up like pace <laughs> fingers. <laughs> I mean, this basically this basically did that to me. I I thought it was I I thought it was quite immersive compared to what I expected to feel while watching it. And I think that says something. I mean, for me, who's not someone who seeks out this type of film, the fact that I was mostly engrossed in it is a good thing. That being said, I do think there's still like a bit of a cap. Like I'm always going to be aware that I'm watching an animated film and there is an inherent exaggeration to things with anime. Um, the other thing that I'll say is that the world building side, like, yes, it built the world that it was intending to, but that world is fucking bonkers. So there's a bit of a cap there as well. And yeah. And culturally confused. Yeah. There's just us. things that I am not capable of understanding too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The cards uh, were like, stacked against it, and I still came out thinking it's better than average. I'll tell you boys this much. If there were just, like, random concerts of pop idols happening in, in public parks where we could go drink in the corner and watch it, we would absolutely have been doing that slash continue to Always. be doing that. It wouldn't stop. We would be there all the time. That's, the that's a great is, idea. The thing is, it, I... Uh, the, we couldn't have gotten Jake to go, but Mark, you and I would have gone. No, but uh-huh. it just makes me like, what's socially acceptable, man? I don't know. <laughs> Th- those hooligans? Jake, those hool- Jake, you want to be the hooligans? Jake, when those has were also socially acceptable ever defined who I am. Fair. Or any those of those were eighteen-year-olds. No, she was twenty-one. No, but the, the 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 kid, the the fighter bro of the hooligan group, when he got hit by the car or whatever, and they were running it down. I think it said it was he was eighteen. Maybe we're old men. I'm not saying we would do it now. Okay, good. It gets weird, bro. That's all I'm saying. I said we would have done it. Oh, my God. Oh, would have. 
Yeah, for sure. Would have. I yeah. might have also said and would have continued to do it. Well, now uh, it's just I sad. would still now, do it. Now it is a sad. public music performance. What, what are you talking about? Scare Factor is our third category. Mark, what is your Scare Factor score? <laughs> I gave it a five and a half. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's super creepy about this movie, right? We talked about the rape scene and what the movie does right. Well, I specifically brought it up when the movie does right. That is an intense and scary representation of the loss of innocence. And beyond that, may or may not be how Mima actually reacted to something that happened to her in real life. And we're seeing a manifestation of like psychosis. All that aside, there's also the pretty incredible and horrifying animation dedicated to Rumi's um, dissociative identity disorder and Mimania's uh, whatever you would yeah. call it. like just self. Yeah. Him, him, his whole thing. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of stuff here that is very creepy. I do think it translated. This would be where I think black Swan does it slightly better than perfect blue, just because I think they translate that psychological element a little bit better. But I really, what I'm getting at here is I think I, there's a ceiling on what I'm willing to go to with anime and this is hitting that ceiling. This I, is a very creepy movie, but for me personally, I don't think I can get that much more scared of anime style animation specifically. And you gave it a five and a half? Five and a half. Yes. I couldn't agree with you anymore. I gave it a six. Um, it's it's it is horrifying from a psychological perspective, and I think this movie does a better job than almost any psychological horror movie of towing that line between is she losing her mind or is this happening to her? What's going on there? great job there and making you question the narrator's perspective, all that stuff. But all the actual physical danger stuff isn't scary at all. Right. The, the actual like killing scenes and the, like when she's running through the hallways alone scenes are not scary because it's animated. It's hard for you to put yourself in that place. So those just aren't that scary, but it is overall horrifying. And that rape scene is truly disturbing made even more so conceptually by the fact that she isn't act. It's just like a horrifying representation of what, ra- how bad rape it's horrible. Uh, six Jake. Um, it's funny. Like I agree with almost everything you guys said. I gave it a lower score though. I gave it a four and a half. I think this is that what it boils down to is what Mark said. This is hitting the ceiling for me in this medium. Um, Jack, I actually thought there was some merit to like this, the pizza boy stabbing scene. For some reason, that one sticks with me a little bit. Uh, it didn't do nothing for me. I, I don't think it's the most impactful killing ever, but it, you know, it's not bereft of quality. No, sure. I, that, that's also I, like, go ahead, Jack. It, I was just gonna say, it's also like very, very commonplace in the genre. That kind of like blood gushing, deep sure, stabbing things. Like the original that, Death Note anime was a lot like that. Like it. Oh, uh, that'd be know. interesting to see. Yeah, I okay. I will say we didn't touch on this at all. But one of the best scenes in this movie that I think still works incredibly well, even despite the animation angle, is the killing of the producer i don't know what is, his is, role is that is. the like, elevator scene? the elevator where yeah. it opens up and there's a boom box in his it and then eyes just have the o- open up later and his eyes are pried out and there's well, blood fucking everywhere see, actually that's like, so good what's weird is like that one doesn't stick with me as much but if i had to go back and be like that's like your case that's study like one. i like that more because it was like cut well and i like the implied violence and you see yeah. all the aftermath and it's gruesome and it's set against the ch- the the i keep calling the him, i didn't call him chai but cham 
the, yeah. the Cham group Cham! pop video. Yeah, I, you can't just say Cham or it doesn't sound right. You got to say Cham! Cham! <laughs> Cham! Listener, right. we apologize for the blown out audio. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is the nothing we could do. Thereof is our next category. I was just going to say that. You interrupted me saying, Great, oh, jo- great say job, that. Jack. Great job. Great job. Fuck, Mark, what's your score? God damn it. Now I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a it's a six, uh, and this is a total punt. I am not uh, well versed enough on animation to tell you whether or not this is brilliant or where they did things incorrectly. Obviously, there is the 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 font of information that is every frame of painting, pointing out how well the scene transitions are constructed. But outside of that, from an animation perspective, oh, it seems good. This might be a ten. It might be a six. It might be a three. I guy. Well, I gave it a six. Whatever. I, I, I mean, Otaki good. But Mark, that video shows you how much of a masterclass this was. Well, from an editing standpoint, yeah, certainly. And I guess this is the case where effects and editing are, are literally the same. same. I don't. I. Yeah. I don't know. This really. This is an NA. I just want to give this a not applicable. Cool. Can I do that? Uh, we are no, we are not smart enough to discuss this category. Is that what we're saying? Yes, I'm fine I, with that. I'm comfortable. True to form. That, I mean, we should probably throw that disclaimer out every week. <laughs> I gave it a seven for effects. Are just like they're people up. know, it's, bro. People know. It's it's kind of like for uh, to get higher than a seven in animation, you'd almost have to be doing things that are like changing the animation game. Like well, I, like Spider Man Homecoming. Into the, into the Spider-Verse. You're talking about Into the Spider-Verse, which is what yeah, I was sorry, Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming, not animated. Spider- but is a, I, is I a live action movie, not an animation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, into the Spider-Verse is an absolutely phenomenal movie that everybody should watch. Just Exactly. And plug. using the way animation is projected onto a very wide screen to fuck with your brain in ways it's not expecting. Like, that's very cool and is, is changing the animation game. This movie is about as high as you can get without advancing like the actual technology of animation and how it's how it's displayed um but there's also something the other thing i I know i keep coming back to it but like the fact that i can watch a miyazaki movie and like when they cook food it makes me hungry like the representation of these very simple shapes that are like food that they're just slicing and putting into a boiling pot like makes my mouth water and it's something about the animation there and this movie doesn't have any like of that food kind of stuff but it does work in that way and it's why some of the kills are as visceral as they are. I think it's just it's very very well done. It's it's very fantastic and it's innovative in ways that aren't actually like changing the animation game. So it's a seven for me, Jake. I gave it a seven too. I actually I I agree with what you said, Jack. We're in lockstep on this one. I think that in particular, just to kind of go back to what we discussed about that final chase scene, that's the really good one to me. I can't go back and picture how this would have existed as a live action film because that needed to exist in this animation universe that it does and that is a great thing i don't think it advanced a bunch like i said when i went back to it this feels a little bit more like realistic and i guess that means like not necessarily old-fashioned but it's there's a simplicity to it for the most part but it hits really hard and again, there's gonna be a link in the description. I probably I come close to promising. You should promise about, it's gonna happen. About the editing. Uh and apparently that's really good. Like there are things that I noticed, but the person who discusses this in that video does a really good job. So listen to them, not me. Yeah, he's actually smart. Smart. Um all right, that's gonna take us into overall. I think overall. Yeah, Mark, what's your overall score? I'm committing to it. I gave it a six, uh, and I could very easily go higher. The thing that I'm stuck on here is that there is a massive barrier to entry on this one um 
it's a hard movie to get into, but the payoff is pretty significant. I ended up liking this movie. I'm glad I watched it. Probably won't watch it again. I, I yeah. mean, I might, I guess. I wouldn't be that upset if someone put this on and I went through it again, but there's almost no circumstances that I could see where I end up putting this back on. Sure. I mean, uh, I understand what you're saying. I give it a seven. Um, for me, there are those movies that have a scene that will stick with you forever, like the first time you watched them. And for me, this movie had one of those in terms of the scene when it just literally repeated itself. Like she woke up yeah. in bed being like confused and what the fuck. And I thought it was fucked up. I thought like it was a mistake in the thing, but it was played to great effect. Like that feeling is so unique and not one I think I'll get from any other movie. And it's, it's really well done. It isn't without its flaws, but it also is exactly what it's trying to be and does a great job of it. It has a really cohesive voice. I think it's a seven Jake. There is an outside chance that like five years from now, I look back on this and be like, yeah, Perfect Blue was an incredible movie. I should go back and watch that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, but I also don't see myself doing that right now at this moment. I don't know. I, I agreed with your take, Mark, that this isn't one that I see myself watching again in the near future. It is a big barrier to entry. I really liked it. But what does that actually mean? I My overall score is a six and a half. I think this is a really good movie. But it, it was, it, I've said this before, it had its cards stacked against it in terms of me as a viewer. So for me to give it that <laughs> score, I just want to say that this could easily, like, I think if you had a different person than me, that would probably be higher. <laughs> Fair enough. It's going to take us into thumbs up, thumbs down. And interestingly, I think uh, we're, we're going to start with Mark first. Mark. <laughs> interestingly, we're going to start with Mark. <laughs> that is interesting because he's been starting with Jake for the rest of the episode. No, um, not with scores. Interestingly, because he didn't know what he was going to do until then. I'm going to give it a thumbs down, and it is entirely related to barrier to entry. It's all very hard recommend, but there is a subset of people I would give this a hard thumbs up to. Like I said, I enjoyed this experience immensely, and I do. Th- I am very happy that I chose this. And I, I mean. It's a fun thing to experience new new cultures and like new forms of of content delivery. So for for there's there's a type of person who's like intellectually hungry and out there and interested in horror that should absolutely see this yeah. and they would get a yep. thumbs up. But on on balance, I mean 97% of the time, thumbs down. I'm completely with you. That's why I started with interestingly because I was going to say I'm going to give it a thumbs down despite my overall score of a 7. Um and Part of the reason is just that Black Swan exists and is much more accessible for better or for worse. And it's, you know, it, but, but like, unless you want to see where that came from and a, a, a filmmaker who was working in a different medium that's influenced a lot of people. It is, like, it is like a great hipster pick to be like, oh, you want to know what the original source content for that was? And then you allegedly. pull the book off of your shelf. So douchey. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, my god i'm gonna literally be able to do that so there you go i hate you so much uh, <laughs> but i mean look my wife loves black swan and i will not be able to get her to watch this part of the i mean anime is just a whole other extra level of barrier to entry to begin with for yeah. sure um, yeah so thumbs down oh, yeah. for me and it's not it's not so world changing that i'm like no it's it's worth arguing with people about why they should watch it so thumbs down jake I think that'd be a really hard one to like argue enough. The, and and then the weird thing is like you'd also have to know your audience enough when arguing hard. So that's just a hard game to play. I said hard like seventeen times there. 
Uh, same reason, same thumb now, direction. Yeah, okay. Wow. How about that? Universal positive scores, universal thumbs down. That doesn't happen a lot. I think that describes this movie perfectly, actually. Yeah. yeah. It, this, yeah. Is that's deep probably, cuts that's this is deep cuts only, man. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm super with, happy Mark picked it. I enjoyed it thoroughly, and I won't recommend it to anyone else I know except for maybe one person. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, let's get the fuck out of here. Yep, let's get out of here. This has been episode 198 of the A to Z Horrorcast. To check out everything we have going on, head on over to a to zhorror.com or come hang out with us on any of our social media channels. Those are going to be right down there in the description below. It's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, sometimes it's even Reddit. And hey, we're on Patreon, as Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, but right now that's probably not where you want to be throwing your hard-earned cash. Good news, though. If you become a Patreon member right now, you're going to get all the same great benefits that you would if you were going to join at any other time. But we're going to be putting those to somewhere that it really matters. We're currently donating all those proceeds to Feeding America. So give it a thought. If you're still here hanging out, it could be a good decision. As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. There are links down there in the description below as well. And next week, we're going to be changing pace a little bit, going back to one of Jake's picks. That's mine. And we're going to check out... Which one was it? It's Let Us Pray. I had to get. <laughs> I had to give it a quick. I didn't know which of the two I was going to go with. I almost reversed course on you guys. It's going to be Let Us Pray, and that's going to be coming at you one week from now ish. We'll see. But until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some more movies. Have a great week, everybody. It's like the Hatfields and the McCoys came to her show and are like having a better butter battle in there.